Welcome back to Balling in the Six. This is your Toronto Raptors podcast straight out of London. Last time we talked, I predicted that our road trip, we'd go two and two. And that's exactly what we did. Not quite against the teams we expected to. We didn't win against Portland, for example. That was a tough loss, which we'll delve into later. But we started the road trip off absolutely brilliantly. Two excellent wins at in California against LA Clippers and Golden State without Kawhi Leonard in both of those games. Let's note. So at that time we were 23 to 7 and it was just looking rosy. We then went to Portland and Denver and lost after giving up reasonable sorry, after going behind reasonable leads. So we didn't end up coming back. And in both of them, 128 to 122 and 95 to 86, we didn't look our best. But let's go into that next. Oh, I almost forgot. I didn't record just after the Denver game uh, for a number of reasons. However, that means I can also include the Indiana game last night in this episode. A game full of controversy and a game also full of hope. Let's go into the individual analysis after this. So two really big themes came out of the trips to California and they are the return of two players, Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet, whose point guarding influence we have been sorely missing against the Clippers Lowry went 21-5-7 and and Van Vliet notched 14 assists and then Lowry had you know a phenomenal game against the Warriors really guided the Raptors to a win 23 points 12 assists he's still not looking great from three but he's being more aggressive he's scoring and he's continued to be. We do note that Lowry was out and has been out for the last three games. However, if those two games are anything to go by, he's out of his slump, he's back to his form. There's no sort of oh, regressing to the mean after the start. I think he can really play such a huge part in this season. Let's just hope for him back real soon. And uh, shout out again to Fred Van Vliet, who has been actually performing in, you know, I'd say I'd say all of the games. You know, he's been a starter, uh, very uh, with uh, Lowry out in the last two games. He scored 21 points against Portland, going seven for 11. Even against the Nuggets, he played pretty well. In fact, he didn't even play against the Nuggets. Perhaps a reason for the loss. I was thinking of Indiana when he hit the winning shot yesterday, an absolute clutch three. Which meant he finished with 11, a couple of steals, a couple of blocks for little Van Vliet. That's a surprise. But yeah, those first two games really highlighted the um, resurgence of those two players. Clippers game, you looked no further than one of those, Lowry and also the contribution of Serge Ibaka, who has been very consistent. I'll keep repping him now because he's just awful under Dwayne Casey's last season in charge. However... He's returned, he's made the number 5 position his own, and he is dominating opposition centres. 
and you know that's all we really want for him 25 against the Clippers 20 against the Warriors 18 against Portland 14 against Denver and we really missed him yesterday yeah it's not anything on Greg Monroe but you know we really did miss his versatile presence so the game against the Clippers we said we out did them out physically physically we outdid the Clippers but the Warriors we just outplayed them as a team the team defense the aggressiveness in defense and the purpose of the attack and the way the team shared the ball I mean if you look at you know the point distribution from the starters you know you've got Ibaka with 20 Siakam with 13 Lowry with 23 Van Vliet with 10 Green with 15 off the bench you got you know even CJ Miles with 8 Balanchunas with 6 you got a lot of assists in there as well you got 27 assists it doesn't sound much but you know you could see on the court it's a real team effort there and you know however good Durant, Curry and Thompson are I know they didn't have Draymond Green but what are you going to complain again that the Warriors didn't have another player Raptors have just beaten the Warriors twice they swept the Warriors that is credentials if nothing else so there's not much to say about that game except that really summed up how Nick Nurse is improving the Raptors there's no ISO here it's all now a team game. So we didn't have Lowry for the next game against Trailblazers. And um, this was not really a case of the Raptors underperforming. But it was an extremely good Portland performance. Especially from the bench. I mean, off the bench you have your all-stars like Lillard who dropped 24 in this game. But off the bench you had, you know... I mean, we stopped Steph Curry the day before. But unfortunately his brother Seth had other ideas. He dropped 13 off the bench in just 19 minutes even people like Evan Turner Zach Collins they were turning up for Portland and that got them that got them the W in the end the offense you know 122 points for this Raptors team with this defense you generally expect to win you know 49 games out of 50 but Portland were just too good offensively on the day not much more to say about that Lowry was out of course Lowry Arguably, I mean, Van Vliet performed excellently, but Lowry arguably, you know, such a presence on the court, right now at least, that he might have been all the difference. Next game is the Nuggets. Now, playing the Nuggets away is always a schedule loss in my book. Nuggets are a formidable team at home. Whether this just it's because of their crowd and the way they play is a different story. Maybe it's the altitude, you know, but teams don't like going to the Nuggets. Raptors definitely don't like going to the Nuggets whatever form the Raptors are in it appears the Nuggets always have their number when you're playing in Denver of course they're an excellent team anyway you know they're uh, 20 and 9 as at the moment so that was just a case of uh, schedule loss we didn't play particularly well Kawhi took the lead this time with no Lowry and no Valanchunas of course Valanchunas was injured. That's one of the drawbacks of the Warriors game is that Valanciunas is now out. For the time being, for a few weeks at least. But Kawhi took charge, dropped 29, 29 with 14 rebounds. But it was just not enough, just not enough other people turned up. Van Vliet was also out for the Nuggets game. I mean Delon Wright, good as he is, you know, he can't he can't lead a winning team in the Nuggets. It was only really Kawhi and Ibaka on the court at the moment. Siakam was also out before the back stiffness. Yeah, but I mean, 
to give credit to the Nuggets, they had a fair few players out, you know, Will Barton, for example. So, you know, both teams were injury hit, but yeah, I mean, without Siakam, Valanciunas, Van Vliet, and Lowry, you know, the Raptors did well to do, to get what they could. And, unfortunately, they just got play outplayed in the fourth quarter, scoring 14 points and conceding 27. Enough said about that, the better. And that brings us on lastly to last night's game. And this was an extremely weird game. The Pacers, of course, not starting a, the season brilliantly, you know, had won seven games going into this. You know, they were they were balling out. People like, you know, Oladipo, Darren Collinson, they were absolutely balling out. And they showed their credentials again, you know. Excellent defense away to Toronto. And... They actually went up 17 in this game, but, you know, it was a Kawhi Leonard-inspired comeback. He was making his insanely difficult ISO shots, and whatever you say about team play, when you've got a player like Kawhi, sometimes you just got to let him take over. That's exactly what he did. Greg Monroe, I do want to give a shout out to Greg Monroe, because he hasn't, he's hardly played any minutes this season. He's played at, at the very most garbage time. But he came in, came in for the start, played 22 minutes, went 6 for 9 from the field, grabbed 8 rebounds, and I didn't think he was, I think he was pretty good. I mean, it's unfortunate you have Ibaka and Valanciunas out for this game. It's a very rare thing to have your two position players injured at like, the same time. And even Chris, you know, he had to bring in rail thin, as the Toronto Sun described him, 200 pound rail thin Chris Butcher. I call him Chris Boucher. I don't, I don't know how he's pronounced. Probably French or something. He didn't put in a bad shift, but he's not quite ready for the league. I know there's three blocks in there. He went two for four from the field, but yeah, he's he's not ready for the league yet. Even then, what was really heartening here was the spirit shown. Was players like Van Vliet taking it into their hands, letting Kawhi take over, and you know I gotta give another shout out to Siakam here. 17.6 for 10 from the field. He's so reliable whenever he's on the court. He'll play very hard defense and then he'll same on the same shot, he'll sprint up the court and finish off a Hail Mary pass. And that's all you want from your team. So, since our last so episode 8 of this sees Raptors going 3 and 2. Let's give a quick preview of the next week in the next steps in the next segment. So we only have three games until the next episode rolls about, and instantly looking at them, home against Cleveland and then away at Philly and Miami, if we get players like Ibaka and Lowry back, that should be a fairly comfortable 2-1, to one. if not, we should not sweep this week. So we should win at least two of these games. Cleveland at home, as we've said, has turned out to be... A very routine game. They've got really no one who can trouble, you know, an elite team like Toronto. Miami, meanwhile, they've been very under par this season. You know, their stars like Dragic, Whiteside, they haven't turned up and they're really just trending along this season. They usually give us a hard time in Miami, but 
I think, you know, you've got to say it's a different coach, it's a different sort of team, and you'd expect us to grind out to win there, you know, probably won't be, it won't be a blowout by any means, but you'd, ex- you'd expect Toronto to, uh, to come away from Miami with a W there. It's the middle game, it's Sunday's game at Philly, which will be difficult, or Saturday, for those of you in a, uh, an earlier time zone, Saturday night. They have maintained their pressure on the top. If we look at the uh, league table, or the conference standings, as uh, people like to call it, Philly now sit at 21-12. and 12. So, just three games behind the Raptors. The Bucks are pulling away a little bit. But they've been doing decently. They've been playing well. Simmons and Butler are working excellently together. And recently they've put away the Knicks, they've blown out the Cavs, um, but they've had a couple of losses in there to weaker teams like the Spurs, the Pacers, the Nets. So it's not been all plain sailing for that, but you know, away at Philly, that's that's really going to be one again that tests the credentials. And it's a nice pre-Christmas test to see exactly where the Raptors are at. You know. Let's beat a full-strength rival while we are understrength. And once and for all, you really slam down your credentials there. But that's all I have time for today. Thank you for listening. Make sure to share this podcast around with other Raptors fans. Let me know what you'd like to see by commenting on any podcast network. This is on all the podcast networks. And I'll see you after Miami.